Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Also good for what lager. Oh, no, sorry, <laughs> I tried. You did try. Not so good. This you should have let that idea logger a little bit longer. <laughs> oh, good drink, old Doctor Homebrew. Drink the coffee stout, JP. Drink the coffee stout. I don't want to. I brought that to you. Yeah, but you didn't pay for it, so I, I don't feel so uh, bad. Give me a splash. I'll splash as well here. See if I can pour. Just it. let's judge this. I just I don't know, man. I have a I have a I have a problem. Oh, wow. Mm. I have a problem drinking nitrogenated beers that aren't Guinness. I just I don't know. I feel like it's a waste. It's a waste of effort. A lot of a lot of green pepper. Mm. Yeah, it's um it's okay. You have a drinking problem it's when it comes to nitrogenated sweet. beers. I don't like drinking nitrogenated beers. That's not Guinness. Um, it's fine. It's too sweet, but whatever. Thank you. I appreciate you thinking about me. There's a little coffee in there. Do you have a, a, a shot of espresso? Uh, this show is brought to you, as every Dr. Homebrew is, by Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn about everything you need to do to make your beer better because it probably sucks. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk to you. <laughs> There's a vote of confidence from our fearless host. Let's uh, give Aaron a call here and get him on the phone. Uh, Bri, if you want to start pouring some birds. Yeah. That'd be great. Aaron, are you there? Please record your message. Okay. At the tone. Let's leave him a weird Please get Aaron on the phone. For more options. <clears throat> hey. Hey, Aaron. This is your subconscious mind speaking. Make more beer labels with American flags on them. I'm just saying. It's a good thing to do. All right. Well, I hung up. Um, well, I don't really know He's got La- Lady Liberty, American Pale Ale. Looks All good, American man. Pale Ale. Nice label. All right. Well, he's Pop the only the homebrewer on the show tonight, so uh, he will automatically, by default, win the grog tags. <laughs> so we don't even have to talk about... We don't even have to talk about his labels. The labels. That'd be great. We could talk I mean, about I the did beer. tell him I'd call him 23 minutes ago, which is why I was trying to condense our break here to kind of, you know, because I knew that we were being uh, a little late. Well, we're going to drink his beer and talk about it anyway. You try to get him back on the horn there, and we'll... Ah, uh, that's a good plan. We'll let you know uh, what happens with his beer. And that is can... a good plan, my friend. A good right. plan. Yeah, sorry. Sometimes, yeah. You're a our heavy, contestants... heavy, heavy pourer and a good planner. Look at that. <laughs> our contestants have to um, have some flexibility sometimes. Doctoring takes time. I'm sure he's just in the bathroom. Haven't you ever been to the doctor's office at a... Three hours late normally. Yeah, Come geez. on. <laughs> we little sign up saying Dr. Homebrew is running 20 minutes late. <laughs> 20 minutes is yeah. nothing. Yeah. And oh, we'll man. show up 30 minutes after that. No, no. Hey, don't forget. He's not complaining. <laughs> I'm not saying he's complaining. We really I did just, have I a tea time bad. earlier. We were just... Uh, you know, excuse me. Holy golfing shit. Golfing for four hours. Uh, all right, Brian. Why don't you start us off here? Because I don't know why. That's my default position with you. Um, <laughs> Thank positions with him, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. I won't go anywhere else with that, JP. I wouldn't say better, just different. Okay, so uh, in the nose, um, getting a medium... First of all, what is this? It's an American pale ale. American pale ale. All Here. American pale ale. All American... Yes, I swear to God, if there are fuggles in here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking. Fight. I'm gonna <laughs> I tricked you. I used all English ingredients. Yeah, it's a medium hop aroma, classic uh, citrus, a little bit of pine. I felt like the malt was uh, pretty muted and uh, just kind of a basic bready light. Um, maybe just a touch of some toast in there. It's actually not that caramelly. 
Maybe just a touch of caramel, too, but not much. Very faint. No diacetyl or DMS. I thought it was pretty cleanly brewed. Um, moderate fruity esters. Uh, kind of an apple pear presentation to that. Uh, clean overall. I didn't get any any DMS or diacetyl. I already said that. No acetaldehyde either. There you go. Appearance-wise, it's a clear golden color. Pours with almost no head. Uh, fine white bubbles coloring the glass. And... Uh, yeah, again, it just there wasn't a head to stick around, so I can't really comment on retention of the head. Sorry, um, but yeah, the the bubbles are white, mostly fine. Some some larger bubbles around the glass, and a little bit in the middle, like a little little fuzz. Um, flavor wise, it's clean, but I felt like I felt like it was pretty dry. Hang on, sorry, we're getting a phone call here. Let's see if this is Aaron. Hello. Aaron. Hello. Hey, Aaron. Hey, how's it going? What's, What's going up, on, man? man? Uh, hey, that's... I was just listening to you live. I guess I missed your uh, your first call, but uh, I'm yeah. glad you uh, called me back. Don't worry about it. No, no sweat, you know, man. Sometimes when the doctor calls, you you want to pretend like you're not there because you know you haven't been keeping up your work workout routine or eating right. I mean, right. I'm, I'm due to go in too much. and give brewing, blood. And... Brewing once a week, something like that. You know. <laughs> How often do you drink? How often do I drink? I brew. Like, what the fuck? Five <laughs> gallons every three days, man. No. So, um, yeah, we were talking about your beer. Um, kind of covered the aroma and the appearance already there. But uh, you can listen to that. Well, you were listening. So Yeah, I, yeah. I pretty much am caught up. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Flavor-wise, it's um, clean, but it, it has kind of a dry, bitter presentation. It's uh, overall the, the the kind of a minerally thing in there, playing off the hops. But although when I tasted it earlier, it wasn't. It was. It seemed more bitter than it is coming across to me now. It was also the first um, the first beer, which is sometimes hard to judge. I've, I've I say that every time something doesn't come across right to me, but. Um, the hops are citrusy and kind of low, muted um, behind that mineraliness and a little sulfate kind of um, quality. Um, but yeah, the, definitely the way that the hops are playing, you know, there is the bitterness. I wouldn't say is intense, but it's uh, the way it's the hops are playing off the water is is indicating kind of a, a heavy mineral water to me. Not intensely heavy, but just a little higher than you might want. Uh, it's definitely balanced to the hops, though, it's, as it should be. Uh, the, some of the hops do linger into the aftertaste, but it just dries away really quick at the end. It just it has a nice dry finish, which is, is pretty good for a pale ale, but I wouldn't mind a little more malty sweetness in this and the flavor. Um, so, yeah, the malt flavors, again, just kind of supporting and, and really neutral, really just kind of basic wonder bread, you know, <laughs> gone. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's not sweet at all. Uh, mouthfeel wise, it does it does have a fair amount of um, you know dryness to it. It's um, it's not intensely biting or anything, and the, the carbonation is kind of medium low. Um, not getting any any real warmth in here. You can tell there's a little bit of alcohol in this beer. It's not wimpy, but um, you know it's not not creamy smooth. I'm not getting any any hop. Uh, well, I'm getting only a little bit of hop astringency in there. Uh, and the body is medium light, so um, yeah. Overall, it's it's pretty decent American Pale Ale. Um, I think the the biggest thing I would play with in this is the the minerals in the water and getting the getting the water balanced right. It seems like you did a pretty good job taking care of your fermentation. Your hops are are restrained, but it's still hop balanced. It's got a nice little nice little hop character to it. It tastes fresh. Um, but yeah, I'd be interesting to talk about your water, um, what you're starting with, what adjustments you might be doing. Are you adding any gypsum? Are you raising the sulfates intentionally at all? Um, what, what are you yeah, doing that's, with that? Um, so that's great. Cause that's actually, that's the kind of the main reason I sent this beer is I'm, I'm just starting to play with water profile. So okay. I'd like to get your take on, yeah. um, I can share my brewing water profile, um, with you guys at the end or whatever. Okay. And, uh, like to get your take on that. Yeah, that'd okay. be cool. Keith, yeah. why don't you go ahead? I, I landed on a 31 for this beer. I thought it was it was pretty good, but with some adjustment, you could definitely get it up into higher 30s or or higher. So, um, yeah, tasty cool. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Um, thanks, Brian. It sounds like you're losing your voice there a little bit, so drink some beer and, and get better. 
Uh, aroma, fruity. Uh, I got a lot of a lot of esters. I got some hops too, but I got a lot of a lot of apple uh, in, in the aroma. Um, hop wise, I'm getting some citrus and a moderate floral. Uh, question mark centennial. I'm not supposed to do that on score sheets anyway, but I'm just asking that question to myself <laughs> in my mind. Um, so low malt aroma with a touch of biscuit. Hop intensity is medium. Uh, overall, I thought it was generally clean. Uh, question mark a uh, little acid aldehyde, uh, possibly green apple, uh, pumpkin sort of thing. I'm just wondering myself. If it's there. Uh, like I said, some of this is mental, and some of this is what I'd actually put on the score sheet. My new way of doing Doctor Homebrew. Uh, appearance uh, brilliantly clear. I really loved uh, the, the color. This is a little bit, a little bit hazier tonight. But once again, uh, um, I store the bottles at home and you know keep them really you know right close to where I'm going to judge them. Uh, they don't get really disturbed at all. Whitehead with a medium size bubbles. Bubbles are a little bit big. Looks like low carbonation. Head lasts, but fairly low. Um, overall, though, a pretty, pretty, uh, a pretty, pretty beer. Um, flavor pretty, wise, pretty. moderate hop flavor, floral and citrus, just a touch of grapefruit. The malt is mild. Um, again, uh, a little bit of biscuit. Balance, I thought was nearly even. I, I disagree with Brian on this one a little bit. I, I didn't think the hops were way out of place here. Uh, I am getting, especially as it warms right now, the bottle we're having, I'm getting a lot more of the apple character and almost, you know, a little bit of cidery sort of character um, with it. Sorry. Taking a, a sip of beer there, and mm. last night I, I thought I tasted a, a touch of phenol. And I'm, I didn't get that earlier today. This is my third time tasting one of your beer, the same beer, and now I'm tasting a, a little bit of phenol again uh, in this beer. So a little a touch of phenol, a little acid aldehyde, no caramel, um, pretty high apple ester. Uh, like I said medium bitterness, but I thought you know I thought the balance was still kind of even. Although now I, I think it is does finish a little bit drier than I thought it did yesterday, and which is kind of weird because it warmed up. But I, I do. I do think it's uh, a, a pretty a pretty dry beer. Medium light body, moderate carbonation, a little low for the style, um, but acceptable. No astringency. I, I said I didn't think I didn't have a problem with the water in that respect. Uh, no warming, um, smooth in the finish and appropriate. Uh, I thought it was enjoyable. I, I didn't think to me it didn't, really didn't scream APA. Uh, you know it. It's tough because right now in competitions, if you enter an APA like this, I think it's going to get blown out of the water by hoppier beers. Uh, I don't know. Dr. Homebrew is always about, like, how you're going to do it in a competition versus just making better beer. Yeah. But uh, I think this one would probably get knocked out pretty quickly. To me, it some ways tastes like an Australian sparkling ale or even a, you know, like a blonde ale, a little hoppier version of a blonde ale. Um, maybe it's a little aged, so maybe the hops are a little faint from when, when we actually received it. Um, but I think it lacks the hot punch. But don't, don't overdo it. Don't make it crazy like an IPA or anything like that. I like the malt right. in it generally. As it warmed, I think it got a little bit salty. So I got a little bit of saltiness in the water, and I think that initially made it play up a little bit a little bit maltier for me. But it does taste dry, but I think this, it was a little bit salty in, in flavor for me. Um, touch of phenol, touch of acid aldehyde. I'm very sensitive to both of those, so I would just be careful. Uh, make sure you're pitching enough yeast and, and you know, being clean in terms of sanitation on, on both of those ends. But um, And, you know, the, the phenol as well. I'd love to hear about your water and what you're doing in, in terms of you know, are you you know where the water's coming from and all that too? So, so. for saltiness, yeah. are you are you talking about a sodium saltiness or a chloridiness? Because I could see the chloride like maybe accenting that a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah. No, I think, I, I don't know. I, I don't get like I don't, a yeah. sodium saltiness to me. No, I, I agree with you. It's not like a sodium saltiness. It's more of a perception. Like yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that's what, what up the malt character a little bit for me and made it taste less like you're talking about astringent. I didn't really get that. I was more like. Yeah, it's more malt focused, but I, I don't know. But love to hear more about yeah the water water profile one. Yeah, I think the hops still win though. But I, I do like that uh, the sparkling ale thing. That's kind of interesting. You could enter it, it as a sparkling. Get, anybody else get the apple? There's it like, might right do now, really like, well. Yeah. Apple, there's a lot of apple in the nose more than. And uh, I wonder if that that salty, almost tart aspect is like is a hop malt water profile combination. Um, because I, I get this tangerine, like kind of a tangerine. Uh, juice thing, but it's also mm -hmm. it's uh, I don't know. It's like a ho it sounds weird. It's like a hollow tangerine. I, I don't know how to describe it. Like yeah. like the if you think of the flavor of the tangerine in the middle, it's kind of uh, missing something. But it has kind of like the tart oil of a tangerine, and on the end, it has the sweetness. But there's no 
body in. I don't know if that. Anyway, what did you give it, Keith? And we can. Oh, I'm sorry. Can, uh, 30, uh, 33. 33. All right. So I, I, did, I did enjoy the beer. It was not. You know, yeah. I'm always you know tend to be on the negative side when I talk about. Stuff. I had a question. Is it is it really six and a half percent? It really is, yeah. All right. Yeah. It tastes lighter than it is, yeah. That's is that that's out of the realm of a paleo, right? It's if we're, yeah, if we're just being style, a little, yeah, past style the horror, right I think there. Uh, yeah, Aaron, it's it's like right on the cusp. Yeah. Um, okay. It it um, attenuated lower than I thought it would, so it's <laughs> kind of right on the the IPA pale ale edge. And a lot of people mention that about my beers that they think it's a little smoother than it ends up being. I don't know why that is, but. Um, they're always a little higher alcohol than uh, than people expect. Okay, uh, do us a favor. Give us the recipe for this while uh, while we kind of analyze this last flavor here. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's a five and a half gallon recipe. It's all grain. Uh, I did eight pounds of uh, just two row brewer's malt. It's about seventy six percent white wheat malt. That's about fourteen percent. And then uh, a pound of C60, and that's about nine percent. And that's it for the uh, for the grain bill. And then uh, as far as the hops, um, I used at um, let's see, at a thirty minute edition, I did a quarter ounce of Bravo, Columbus, and Simcoe. Mm-hmm. That's a quarter ounce each. And then um, right at um, Knockout Whirlpool, I did uh, three-quarter ounce of those. So three-quarter ounce of Bravo, Columbus, Simcoe. And then also at Knockout, I did uh, one full ounce of Liberty. And then um, for a dry hop, I did two ounces of Columbus for just one day because I sampled it. And it got, like, it tasted, like, real, like, extra bitter to me. So I just, I... Pulled it all out then, uh-huh. um, and that was all just with uh, USO5 dry yeast. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, it seems like you treated your yeast well. It's, it's yeah. fermented cleanly. Yeah, man, I get – so Trader Joe's have has these uh, little dehydrated tangerines, <laughs> and it, this is it's what it tastes like. It yeah. tastes like splitting that open and just like the candied inside of the of the tangerine. It's, it's, it's huh. freaky. Yeah, right, Keith? No, I'm just tasting, tasting the bottle we opened before, and yeah. they're, they're really drastically different. No, really. Hmm. Like the one, this one is way more appley. We're drinking the big bottle versus the small bottle, and, and this one's like really drastically more appley than the other one. Um, that's why you know. That's why I'm over here like losing my mind. But uh, that you know, normally it's something else. But a little more fruitiness. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which one's more appley? The, the the big one or the, the big, little the one? The big one. Hmm. Huh. And I, I don't know. Maybe I don't. Why would be sitting here and pick up? Some diacetyl, but I get some diacetyl on the other the other bottle. Yeah, you know what? I thought, yeah, when you gave me that sample that you had you had blended them, or or you'd given me the second one. Yeah, oh, it was a little one. bit. Wasn't it like it's not crazy, like but it just a hint of diacetyl. Yeah, which but I didn't taste it at first when it was colder. No, I know, I know, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, very strange. Liberty very and strange. Bravo, I'm not hugely familiar with. I have Bravo, I just never use it. I heard it goes through some interesting biotransformations into citronella and, and those sort of things. Mm-hmm, uh, so mm-hmm. when when did you you dry hopped in the secondary? Or I missed that. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so um, I brewed this batch on um, June 11th, so just a couple months ago, and um, yeah, I dry hopped uh, definitely in the secondary. Um, Actually, it might have been in the keg. It was in the keg because I, mm. I sampled it, um, and it didn't taste – it didn't have enough of that, like, hoppy, like, more. nose Fresh to me. Off. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I threw in um, a little bit of Columbus. That's because that's all I had laying around. <laughs> okay. Like, why so much? This guy must love uh, Columbus. Like, <laughs> but it's weird. I'm not getting a big, you know, garlicky, oniony thing in this beer. It just presents it, itself as more kind of classic – Citrus and a little pine, you know. Yeah, a little floral, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, to me, like Columbus usually is like diesel fuel sort of thing. But right, <laughs> so my- yeah. I, my approach to this beer, like, I wanted to make. Well, I, I basically I brewed it for a Fourth of July party that I had. I had a bunch of people over on Fourth yeah, of July. We say, blew the whole a- five gallons on Fourth of July. Yeah, and I wanted to make it kind of like an easy, like approachable APA, and um, I wanted to make it with all um, American ingredients. And that's why I call it, you know, all, all American pale ale. Yeah. And um, 
then uh, then JP emailed me and he was like, hey, what do you got to send? And I was like, oh, I don't have too much I want to share with you guys, but you know, I, I want to get some some input maybe on this one. Um, but it wasn't maybe quite ready yet, so I threw in that um, two ounces of Columbus just for a day to give it a little bit more nose, uh, and that's kind of why that's the story of the dry hop before I uh, I bottled it up and sent it out. Was it a hit at the party? Yeah, we blew through the whole five gallons yeah. in one day. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely very smooth and drinkable on a hot summer day. This would be nice for sure. Tell us about um, Thirst for Adventure Brewing, uh, home brewing. Thirst for Adventure okay. Home Brewing. Is, what does this mean to you? Um, so um, I have been playing Dungeons & Dragons for a long ah, time. There you go. And Yeah, and, like, you know, we always have different adventures and stuff. And long, long before I, I was a brewer, um, I was running, uh, was running a campaign, and I, uh, I called you know, the, the brew that the adventurers would have, uh, Port Griffin Ale. And that's actually <laughs> currently my flagship beer that I brew now. I've brewed it probably nine or ten times. So Awesome. Is that an English-style yeah, beer, so, or what do you do with the, the Port Griffin? Is it English-style, or are you doing... Uh... Yeah, it's an ESB. That's actually what I wanted to send you guys, but I only uh, had two bottles, and I know I needed to send you three. So maybe uh, if I'm on again sometime, I'll uh, send you that. Yeah, it be fun to taste the... Uh, do you have any other questions for Terrific. the guys? Or well, what about water, though? That's yeah. why we didn't talk yeah. about it. I guess my main question was um, what you guys uh, would recommend for the water profile. Um, I I have just started using brew and water, and I just sort of follow what they what it says for the different um, style profiles, but I don't really necessarily understand what the different additions do to the beer. I mean, the hardest part is what are you starting with? I think that's like just using brewing water out of the, out of the, the box and, and plugging your numbers in and then trying to follow something is, is kind of tough. I think really you have to look at your own starting water, think about how well, I, that um, makes sense. Are you, I are you doing RO? RO. Okay. I just, you know, I just go and, and fill a um, couple of jugs of RO water. So uh-huh. it's pretty neutral to start yeah, sure. with. No, and I, I think um, that's good, and that's probably brewing water does well with that. So I'd follow what they do. I'd keep the mineral content low, whatever you do. Try to maybe calcium at fifty, and then everything else beyond that. But I wouldn't go crazy with sulfate, like go to like one twenty or whatever. I would I would always keep it on the on the lower side. And <clears throat> oh yeah, this right. is way high. Then can I can I read you out what what I had for this one? Yeah, do it. All right, so uh, calcium is at one thirty eight. Oh. Magnesium's at thirteen. Sodiums at fourteen, sulfates at two eighty seven, chlorides at fifty one, and then bicarbonates are at uh, seventy one. Definitely, and that pull, gave me yeah. a uh, mash pH of five point four. Yeah, I pulled the sulfates back. Yeah, and definitely. I mean, you want to make sure your water with a pale, pale ale like this is going to get to the to the right mash pH. So yeah, I, I just, yeah, I think I just less is more. I, 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 uh, I selected the pale ale profile on brewing water, and this is only like my maybe second or third time using it, and I just okay. sort of followed what they gave me. Um, so I guess that was my main question, yeah. and the reason why I sent this out to you guys is I just wanted to know kind of um, what would be a good starting like water profile content yeah. for a beer like this, like a like a pale bitter, uh, American like pale that. ale, or yeah, something. like pale bitter, something along those lines. I think they're probably on the lower yeah. lower side for numbers. Mm-hmm. I would do that and not try to reproduce any other regions necessarily. At least to start, make it your yeah. way first, and and you know do like a normal pale bitter or something along those lines. Go a little more conservative, yeah. yeah. Say, if you want to change from there, you can try out something else. But I would I would keep it on the more conservative side. Calcium like fifty or sixty, yeah, and then everything else from there, yeah. seven to ten. Yeah. You know, sulfates yeah. maybe eighty. I don't know. Yeah, and then eighty to forty or whatever you want from there. You could kind of play around yeah. those numbers, but keep it kind of. I'd keep everything under a hundred all the time for if you're doing RO yeah. water. Yeah, There's yeah. no reason to, hmm. to jump that stuff up. I don't think. Great. Okay, that's, they're, they're that's kind a of, great tip. Thank I you. think everybody, if they had their preference, they would start with water that was as neutral as possible, really. And the reason <laughs> these waters came about, you know, like, oh, they had to use that water. Like, well, so. we have to deal with this. What can we make? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, dial it back. Brew the same recipe. The recipe, uh, you know, maybe try some, some different hops in it, too, if you if you have something besides Columbus around. But yeah, um, and Liberty and Bravo as well. Or, you know, throw some of the other newer, newer hops, that, you know, whatever, yeah. you know. But if you want to enter it in a competition, I would definitely bump up the late hops a little bit more because, yeah, you know, like Keith is kind of hinting at some some breweries, the IPA and Pale Ale are almost interchangeable words these days. It's right. 
come on. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for all the feedback. This has been really helpful. Absolutely. Thanks, Aaron. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, thanks for Aaron. sending us the beer, man. All right. Well, uh, take care. I don't think I have any more questions. Sounds all good. Right. Have a great night, man. Thanks, dude. All right. Bye. Thanks. You too. Bye. Cool. All right, speaking of water, the Smart Brew Water Testing Kit incorporates a revolutionary photometer system, which is the first and only one on the market with its own app. It's for home or commercial use because everybody knows it takes great water to make great beer. The only meter on the market that runs water tests with no math needed on your part. The edit pairs via Bluetooth and updates your water results instantly to your own personal water profile. You can email the results uh, to the rest of your brewers or post to your Facebook page and your home Brew Club get the lowdown on your base water profile. You have the ability to test over 40 different water quality tests. Four come preloaded and more are available. You can test for things like total alkalinity, chloride, calcium hardness, pH, sulfate, and more using only four milliliters of water for each test. Did we mention no math is needed? So go to smartbrewkit.com, enter code TBN10 at checkout, and save 10 bucks on either the standard or the advanced smart brew testing kit. All right, let's Sometimes, take a break. Yeah. It'll surprise you where some of your minerals are at. <laughs> I, uh, I missed. Whoa, he queued that one early. Sorry. I had a queue, I just screwed up. All right, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to drink some more beer. This is Dr. Homebrew. We'll be right back. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Now, back to the examination. Hey, it's Dr. Homer, everyone. We'll be, uh, I don't know, we're here, and uh, we're ready for you. Yes. I have to, like, readjust we're all We're here and things. we're clear. We are. God, is, is it sound? I don't know what's going on. The studio, apologize. man. There we go. That sounds a little better. <clears throat> I came in the studio, and uh, I need to pay, I guess, a little more attention to all the lights and stuff, because um, there was a light clicked on here that I didn't notice before, and uh, the whole last show and all this show, it's like this white noise going on, but I don't hear it anymore. And I, I unclicked this talk button, and then suddenly everything is like 30% louder. Click it again. Let's, let's, let's hear it. Hey. Uh, oh. Yeah, there it is. Whoa. I kind of like right. that. Can we go back to the, the, the white noise? White noise. I like 
I'm going to have to crank it way up more. to be able to hear it with that. It's weird, man. Distortion on my voice, too. So, distortion. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what, is good, what that means for the archive, and we might have to pull it from the... I don't know, man. There's a bunch of... I, sometimes. I don't know. Though That's the problem with having a studio that's like open-ended and there's no supervision. No sound and there's always guy. people coming in and out. Yeah. And it's like things get bumped and things get moved and things get switched around. And, right. You know? I mean, you get... Artificial, artificial intelligence to do what we do, you know. I mean, pretty much you don't need us. Pretty much, you just like dump something into a little vial and it analyzes it and and or a lot of vials. Beer, do the beer bug. How about the beer bug? We can have that. <laughs> um, let's talk about these beers here, Keith. What are we ta- What are we drinking right now? More of your beer, which I'm okay with. More of your beer. Why is one different colors? Uh, they were made from the same mash, so I did basically a mash for, you know, in bigger kettles for 20 gallons of beer, I did a mash, uh, the same mash, and then collected the wort in a 26-gallon kettle, and then pulled off, like, maybe 12 gallons and put it into a uh, a 20-gallon kettle to make a 10-gallon beer of a Hellas, and then saved the other 13, uh, other 14 gallons, sorry, of wort, and then pulled it in and did a Pilsner right after that. I boiled the Hellas for 90 minutes. I boiled the uh, Pilsner for, I think, 110 minutes. So I was trying to create the same mash, some differentiation between the two beers. Okay. I used a little, obviously used a little more wort for one and added water back for the other. So the Hellas is a lower, like 1047 gravity, while the Pilsner is around 1055. Uh, different hopping, different yeast strains. Um, just trying to play around and save myself some time and be able to make two different beers that are... Uh, just different, and and not and you know yeah. cut out like three hours of a day by doing that. They're different. That's a pills. That's a hellas. I like it. Were these lagered? No, just kidding. Yeah, they they were not very long. I mean, it's only been like two or three weeks at this point in time, so it's not it's not a long lagering. Um, what was your fermentation schedule on these? Forty, forty-eight, forty-seven. Thank you. Pitch. Uh, I don't believe in all that other Neither new, do new I. crap. I did have good good pitches uh, for the yeast. And then did that for about, you know, until they hit about uh, 75% fermentation, then did a diacetyl rest at that point in time uh, for two to three days. Um, And then pretty much, you know, started lagering from there, put them in a bright tank, let them sit there for two weeks, put them into kegs, and they've been there about three weeks right now. So it's only about three weeks of lagering at this point in time. I wish they were a little bit longer, but I thought it'd be a kind of fun, kind of fun thing to talk about. And I did a similar thing with the Vienna this, this past weekend. And for the Vienna, I even got a little bit crazier where I had a Cinemar to part of it and rice solids to the other and made a IPV and a Vienna. IPV sounds like a, a disease or something. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. But it was a. It's like it, HPV, but yeah. less. But less, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 actually, it's more. It's, it's more. One, one more. It's well, one letter it's more. It's <laughs> HPV, but it's more personal. Right. So little, in that little commercial, they actually showed the old person who's dead in a casket. You've seen that HPV commercial. It's like, I didn't oh, know. Yeah. My, my mom didn't yeah. tell me. Did you know, Mom? I was surfing. And I got HPV by surfing. Oh, man. So the, back to the beers. Sorry. The, the, the pills is nice and clear. It's brilliantly clear. The, the head retention doesn't look like shit right now. I apologize for that. I'm not, you know. <clears throat> we'll forgive that. The, um, the Hellas is a little bit hazy. There's a little bit of, a little bit of yeast and suspension there. Or hops or something, but yeah. Well, that pills is uh, bitter out. as hell, man. That's a hop. That's a hop all around hoppy. So for the water, you just kind of split same, the middle. Of same water. Yeah. Um, no, they're both really light water. They're probably yeah, about forty both. ppm calcium. They're all on the low side. They're very, very low. In terms yeah, I mean, of water. you want it pretty soft for the pill. Yeah, even maybe maybe thirty five ppm, and then sulfate. You know, it's like twenty six, twenty four, something like that. They're on the really, really low side for so kind of medium water. low sulfate. Yeah, and, 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 and quite honestly, JP, like. I'm not yes. even calling this a Czech Pilsner. This is kind of like a an American Pilsner. So it, it kind yeah. of toes the line somewhere between an, a German uh, and a Czech. And it's just like whatever I want to make it as a Pilsner sort of thing. Yeah. Well, fuck it. I mean, I think it tastes pretty good. So what was your, your end goal? Is just to just to kill time? Or not kill time, but to save prevent, time. To save, save time. time. <laughs> Yes, not to it, kill it, it was to kill time. It. Okay. I just recently had a, you know, we I, we recently had a, you know, my wife had a kid. Sorry, I did nothing right. there. And I'm well, just trying to kill like time. I'm, I'm just like, yeah, I, I I just want to kill some time. You're get away bored. From, get away from that kid. Yeah. I have nothing else to do, you know. Right. Like, uh, no, I mean, it, it was, I mean, I like both of these beer styles a lot. And it's like, I want to make a Pilsner. I want to make a Hellas. 
how can I save some time while, you know, I don't have to brew two days in a weekend. I can brew one day in a weekend. And like, hey, I'm just brewing on Saturday. But like, little does anybody know, I'm making 20 gallons of beer, not, not 10 don't gallons. Don't tell her. I got two beers out of it. Yeah. And, and like, why are you down there for 12 hours? I'm like, stuck mash. I have no idea oh, what happened. Oh, man. You know, yeah, honey. No, it wasn't stuck actually. Mash. It was like 10 hours. But yeah, it was like, stuck mash. I can't believe it happened. No, I'm kidding. But, it never you know, happens to me. But um, no, I mean, the goal was to save some time and make two beers. And I just wanted, I wanted to kick off two different uh, yeast strains. So one is the 833, the Iinger strain. And that's the Hellas, and it's consistently. I'm on my third beer now with that, and it's consistently been more cloudy than with the, the same pitch. Yeah, or yeah the same yeah, pitch amount. Okay. Yeah, right. and it's just it, it doesn't drop as much, and I think it'll drop out more. And I could have done more. I did, actually you the, didn't find it. You just watered it. Hell, yeah, the the that has no. I was I wanted to serve it as a as a joke. I wanted to call it Hellas Keller right. at a meeting, which was really fun. You know, I was like, oh, I read the Hellas <laughs> Keller. You know, like ah, you know, like. <laughs> So I didn't want to find it at all, and I wanted it to still be kind of hazy, so it would yeah. clearly see clearly see it was a Hellas. Another pun. Uh, <laughs> hell, I'm sorry. Clearly see it was a Keller. Uh, oh, missed, missed no. Anyway, um, and then the other one was Biofine, so that's why I think it dropped even a little bit clearer. But, yeah, yeah. that's kind of the point was to make one. And, and I think the Hellas will clear up <clears throat> over time for the lagering. It's been three weeks. I think another week it'll – and you're, you're comparing against the other beer, which is – yeah, pretty much crystal clear. clear. A lot of hot so beer d- too. do me a favor, Keith. So in case anybody wants to try this at home, go through your brewing process again. And, you know, in general terms, I don't need specifics. But how did you how did you split the batch and, and make two different beers? Yeah, so I mean, pretty much started off with a one, one giant mash. Mm-hmm. So I had a, a big twenty eight gallon kettle uh, with the full mash there, and did a simple. Uh, it was like a one forty six, one fifty eight rest. Doesn't really matter, right? But then I, from there, right. I just racked it all into. I'm sorry, I, I, from the mash, I sparge and put it all into a 26 gallon kettle. And then I just took certain amounts out of there for each beer. So I brewed one beer at a time. So I had 26 gallons of wort, and I took, you know, uh, let's say 12 gallons for the Hellas and 14 gallons for the pills. It ended up being like 12.25 and, you know, 13.75, whatever, you know, the math. Whatever, but I just took some of it out, put it into a kettle, boiled that, and waited for the second beer. You know, it was done, and then pulled the second beer off. So basically, made just one giant kettle of wort, and then pour, pulled more off for one beer and less off for the other, um, and then boiled one a little bit longer just to get a little more color formation there too, uh, just to create a little more differentiation, and then added different hops and different yeast. So I mean, everybody always talks about hey, I'm going to brew ten gallons of beer. I'm going to split them between to uh, fermenters and add different yeasts. Well, this is, you know, going one step further and saying I'm going to make just, you know, one one step up the ladder. I'm going to make, uh, you know, one mash, one wort, and then split the wort up and then do different things with that. Like I said, this time around, I was also doing uh, uh, cinnamar and rice salt, rice syrup solids, trying to, like, bump the gravity on one, like, make, make one darker for the next, you know, this beer. And, I mean, you know, IPV, which is a hoppy Vienna is the way I was looking at it. But. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I yeah, just kind of fun stuff like that. Like I can make one big mash and then split it up between two beers and and do different stuff. And and the cool stuff is you can you know it's it's in a lot of ways it's like party you know I guess like making a scot a strong scotch and a scottish where you're starting off with the first runnings, but instead I'm controlling it just by let's put all make them pretty close to similar, but then just using the amount of liquid you know and pull, pull them off in different kettles at that point. And I could have boiled them both at the same time. It was just a matter of I only have one word chiller and just you know sanity. I was by myself and like, hey, I, I can't clean everything and sanitize everything, get it out, everything ready. So, um, but yeah, yeah, you know, there's there's ways to make it even faster and save even more time. I have the burners; it's just a matter of having somebody else, you know, control some of that stuff. But yeah, it's just making stuff fast. There was a pretty good talk at, at Homebrew Con by the uh, this guy Sanchin Darji. I'm I'm probably slaughtering his name, but it was called Brewing When You Have No Time. Okay. In parentheses, getting more out of your limited brewing time. But, okay. I mean, he was actually a pretty cool animated speaker. And he's like, you know, why do I have to do this? Uh, you know, he, he's thinking about every little aspect of it. And, well, you know, what does this get me if I do this? Is it going to be that much worse if I just do that instead? Or, you know, and he just like talked. I mean, he like had some really quick brew session, like just, you know, spitting out a beer in a couple of hours or something like, wow. just, you know, I mean doing stuff the night before and these kind of things like to save time and i thought it was a really cool talk you know especially for people that have kids or have busy schedules you know busy weekends can't always fit it in and um yeah i I got a little inspiration from that but i still haven't brewed much lately i remember when i had none of those like a busy (laughs) schedule uh, you know kids any any of that stuff it was great yeah it's like brewing brewing this is awesome 
I mean, uh, for me, these are fun because in in the uh, Hellas, I can still taste some DMS. And in the pills, I can't taste it. And I'm not sure it's hidden behind the hops or it's that extra 20 minutes of boiling time. Yeah. Probably hidden behind the hops. I would think so, yeah. No, I, I, I get the, the same DMS thing. Out of it. Usually, usually I can pick that up. No, uh, maybe it's it's maybe it's more of the the bread, bread, the cracky, the yeah. cracker of breadiness. Yeah. I, I have a hard time like always. Oh, oh, that's DMS, but no, <clears> it really <throat> is more of the it's a crackery breadiness sort of thing from the pills mall in it. And not even crackery, right? Because for me, crackery is like very clear, but it, it is it is a muddled bread tone. I think is maybe more of what it is, like a softer, creamy bread tone. Yeah, which just, would be a great band name, the Creamy Bread Tones. Da, 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 da. And then later on, you get like the softer acoustic. You get like the softer, creamy bread da, 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 tones. Da, 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 da. <laughs> the softer, creamy bread tones. So, yeah. what were the hops that you put in the uh, Pilsner? Uh, so I did a, a. For some reason, I had Czech saws in leaf form. I have no idea how that <laughs> happened. All right. Uh, I did some of that, some of that in, in pellet form. But I also wanted to use some Sterling. I forget why I was doing that. I love, I love That's Sterling. Sterling is one of my my favorite. Hops. I yeah. think there's not much in, in the way of bittering hops other than Czech saws and, and bittering. Um, I don't know. I, I wanted it, like I said, I wanted it to be like like a Prima Pills sort of uh, mm-hmm. sunshine pills, like some of the the Pennsylvania uh, German style pills, like over the top a little bit. I, you know, I think it's bitter, but it's it's. I think it's it's yeah, it's bitter, and I think maybe what it is, it's more of a drying bitterness, if that makes any sense. It's not like overly bitter, but it's but it it's dry, and I think that. You know the vegetable matter, or the um, I, I don't know the 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 it's a puckering bitterness. If that makes sense. So I, I, I want to ask you guys this: like, if you could score them, you know, and you're not going to write full score sheets out right right now. Fifties. Like, what, what would you give for each? Fifty. No, no, no yeah, easily. You know, right, I, Brian. I, I'm 50. pretty disappointed if it's not fifty-two. I'm really kind of bummed you out. But no, like, what, what would you give? Like, no, seriously, what would you give each score on each? Uh, what are you entering the? So I mean, the Hellas is is a Hellas, but the so you, not a check pills, but a. I think it would do, I do check pills. That's what I, I would think of it as. Do you yeah. get any diacetyl in the check pills at all? No. Okay. I wondered. I, I I thought I picked up a little bit when I was uh, doing some stuff with it, but it's it's it's, it's the uh, October. I, I didn't say the yeast strain. Well, Ianger is eight thirty three for the Hellas. And it was the Oktoberfest, which is the 820, which yeah. is also, I guess, close to the 2206 from Y East. Yeah, um, you had mentioned the Iyengar, but yeah, the... Yeah. Let me pull up my handy BJCP app, because I, I think I would give the Hellas a, a, a pretty good score. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, so Munich Hellas, or German Hellas Export Beer, which are we talking about? Munich Hellas? Munich you know. Hellas. Munich Hellas, yeah. Um... Yeah, every time I got closer to the microphone, I said it more improperly. I mean, my, my first impression is that it's not it, that it's like kind of thinner in body and like I mean, malt than the Hellas that I've had. Um, yeah, not, not it's on the quite lower as rich end on the breadiness. Yeah, uh, but that's okay because I'm comparing it to the last Hellas I had, which was from Shells, um, mm-hmm. Aga Shell, and uh, it, it's it, yeah, it's along these lines. It's it's kind of it, it is a little bit thinner than I'm used to, and. Um, you know, so there's that. Um, not yeah. overly sweet, focused on malt flavor, underlying hot bitterness in a supporting role. Export examples can quickly lose some of the rich malt character that often suggests sweetness. Hellas in Munich tends to be lighter in all aspects than those outside the city, which can be more assertive with more body flavor and hot character. Okay, that's what we were just talking about, really. Yeah, the color's good. You can knock it down a little bit for appearance with the haziness, but that's only a point or something. And the haziness is not even, yeah, it's kind it's of not like, that much. So, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, it's clearer than every other beer that we tasted tonight. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I don't, I yeah, wouldn't even knock it good. down a point for that. There's no way. I think I would give it in the low 40s, to be completely honest with you. I think it's a pretty, I, let's, let's go 38. I'll change my mind. Okay. I was actually thinking 38, too, on that one. Okay. Yeah. It's there. It's a really good beer. 39 just to be but, but i think yeah. you're right i think most judges would think and this is one of the lessons about judging a beer is, or entering a beer is that most judges would be like oh this isn't like the hellas i've had it's a little bit a little bit on the weak side and mm-hmm. it's a little dry you know and you're you know like i, I would have entered it at oktoberfest they'd have been like eh, maybe it's a third place beer <laughs> if they're being nice if they're being nice yeah you know, like eh. What about this other one, Brian? What would you? Where would you throw this other one? So let's say I enter as a Czech pill. Um, the think? Czech premium pill lager. Yeah. yeah. So that's 
categories 3B in the new BJCP guidelines, which they aren't very new anymore. Check premium pale lager. I mean, to me, I, uh, I kind of taste a little bit more of the min- mineraliness in it than I would want in a check pills because it's expressing itself. The bitterness is expressing itself really crisply and a little <laughs> bitingly. It's not harsh at all. And I think it's pretty good as a check pills. But maybe I get more the like mid, I get that. mid-30s. <laughs> okay. Did I say the wrong thing? No, no. I, when I laugh is the water is exactly the same between the two beers. But you're right. I mean, like, the, yeah, the you're accentuation trying to balance of, your water between yeah, the two styles. Uh, but, like, one that has a more sulfate and one yeah, that, that right, has. Yeah, but it's, it's, an inter- and it's interesting. No, They're I, both I, pretty I laugh. soft waters. Yeah. I, I laugh because I think about it, you know, and it's like, yeah, like, well, there's, I didn't change the water for the Pilsner, but it, it is just but the fact that there's, less, just, there's just more hops. In there's it, less know? hops in yeah, the Yeah, the hops are going to make it, you know, no matter whatever sulfate character you have, right? Yeah, I mean, if it's a Czech premium pale lager, it's definitely a lot hotter. Hoppier than than the style dictates, so you know you would get marked down a it's little like, bit. It tastes like an American check. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Thirty-four. If you enter this in a comp, how about thirty-four, Brian? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. You go thirty-five, even with the water ding and the hop ding. That well, he can it. reach me. Like he can. He, he can, can reach you. Me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You're probably right. I have like monkey arms. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's a wild. So thirty-five. You give it thirty-five. Yeah. Okay. Maybe 36. What would you give your own beers there, Keith? Um, I, I do struggle with the, the Hellas. Like, I'm like, yeah, like, the, the, you know, the clarity, and I'm like, the, that, that. I think they're, they're so different is what makes it fun yeah. to me. Oh, no, they're the, very different. No, I, I totally, I think I have, like, this sort of uh, aversion to mineral hardness in a Czech Pilsner, so I think I would probably get that a lower score, too. I'd be like, yeah, that's a little overhopped. You need to be a little bit, you know. A little bit cleaner, and um, let's face it, we're just being nice to you. Both of these are thirteen point yeah. beers, <laughs> right? I, I know. Yeah, no, whatever. I, I can't judge my. That's why I brought, brought them to you so you could taste them. You don't want to judge like, your own beers? No, it's okay. hard because I know the house flavor, and it's like sure, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I'm just curious. Like, no, I mean, I, I would can say, be objectionable. I would say fifty for each. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me all the gold medals. Yeah. There it is. I think they're both pretty good. I mean, no, they, no, no, it's they fun. Are it's fun. Very reminiscent of the styles. It's just. Um, yeah, I think I, I I did what I wanted to do, which is the most important. Yeah. Because, like I said, the the pilsner was supposed to be an American sort of style pilsner, somewhere falling between German, Czech, and just sort of somewhere in, on the board there. Like, um, but yeah, no, I think it was cool. I, I made two distinct, different. You know, they're totally different beers. Like, yeah, thing different, obviously redundant, but they're different beers from the same mash, and they look different, they taste different. Uh, Fun. Yeah, yeah. No, Good. and I could see fifty. I, not fifty. I could see forty plus for the Hellas. Just like if if the haziness was gone, the slight, slight, slight haziness, Keith. Yeah, Biofine would have done that easily. Uh, I could see I forty could plus for that, but I got uh, two weeks for. Yeah, I, I just couldn't avoid the Hellas Keller sort of thing. <laughs> no, you have to, you had to go with that. There's yeah, no way. Perfect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break here, real okay. fast, and uh, we'll come back. Can we can Excuse we let me. Keith compete for the uh, the grog tag? Sure, why no. not? Why not? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna hang on, everyone. We'll be right back. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. 
Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. Hey, and thanks for sticking around, everybody. Before we start handing stuff away, I do want to tell you about the Brew Guru app from the AHA. It's pretty cool. You can locate any brewery or beer bar around you with the uh, Brew Guru app. And then if you link your Zymergy, not your Zymergy, excuse me, your AHA membership you uh, to that, then you can just show the little app around to, to everywhere that offers the discount. And uh, you can save a bunch of money on food and apps and all that kind of stuff. Plus, you get to read articles from Zymergy. Plus, if you're a member, you already get this. I'm, the magazine anyway so you're on the road or you know waiting in line for a beer you can sit in there read a couple articles here and there and uh you know save some money while you're at it too the brew guru app it's free from any sort of store that sells apps any app store it's all free it's all there pretty much anytime you're in a pub or yeah anywhere that serves beer you should check it because you might save some money absolutely ab or if you're in the the, uh, pub's kitchen you should also check it while you're there (laughs) You, you, have to, you have to do that here. You cannot just stand around. You have to be proactive. Um, okay, so, uh, of course, Aaron gets the uh, grog tag, the $40, at least your beer will look good, grog tag gift yeah. certificate. Good job, and Aaron. He's, he's got some labels. He's to, already got a label. You can make a, a wall sign out of it, a metal beer sign. Yeah. The next time around, I'm, gonna bring, like, I'm just going to bring some water from my toilet and make you guys taste that so I can win the grog tags. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> I appreciate that a lot. And uh, Keith, thank you very much for bringing your beer in to to talk to us about your little home brewing experiment. There, it's very lovely. His little home brewing experiment. It's no, yeah. no brewlosophy, so I know uh, that's true. No, I mean you, you managed to make two completely different styles, although similar. You did you know? I mean, similar in that they're both loggers, really. Because <laughs> an LE yeast on one of them, yeah. and made a Kolsch. You know, it's really I just you've heard that before. But yeah. yeah, the yeast difference and the hop difference and the, the wort was pretty neutral and you didn't need to do much else with it yeah i think it's pretty good next time three beers all right three beers all right everyone this has been dr homebrew and i appreciate you guys tuning in to each and every show because of course you never miss a show here on dr homebrew we're that engaging and uh thank you listeners yeah thank you very much if you want to be on the show email me jp at the network.com i do have a bunch of fresh emails to get to um, so we're probably at a, like a three or four month backlog. So, you know, don't say I have this really fresh I- IPA. I want to send you because I'm not going to get to your fucking email for like three months. So sorry about that. But it's just send us way. what you have around. These guys did fucking way she okay. goes. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we definitely get to you. We'll definitely get more you on loggers. the show. More loggers. More loggers, <laughs> please. Yes. We should put a ban on pale ales and IPAs. Oh, man. Imperial styles. Too. God, if I had I a bar, them, that's all I would yeah. do. Yeah. All right, everyone. This has been Dr. Homebrew, and you've been great. Thank you. Good night. Cheers.